Yo, yo, this is Justin Bieber. Hey, it's Ariana Grande. Just the interviews. A Zach Sang Show exclusive podcast. Hello, beautiful human. How are you? Thanks for giving us a click of your time. Dixie D'Amelia is going to be here. This is pretty sweet. She's obviously a TikTok star. She's on her way to becoming a pop star. I, I just want to get to know her. Talk music, talk life. Okay, to Dixie. Let's do this. Yo. Yo. Hi. What's going on? I, I like how you're hijacking your dad's Zoom account. I know. Oh, I need to change my name. This is our family computer in our office, so. <laughs> Dude, one, hi, nice to meet you over the hi. Zoom thing. <laughs> nice uh, to meet you. Uh, sorry, I can't get your lyrics out of my head, dude. Really, <laughs> straight up. It's kind of wild. Um, where do we start? One, like, is it cool to be doing this with your family? Like, the fact that you have a family computer in an office that you share, it really is a journey that you, you, you – it's you and those you've always held closest to you. I'm so happy to be doing this with my family because – I feel I have a lot of friends out here who like come over to my house for family dinners who like don't like they left their families to come out here and have a career. And I just been so lucky that my parents are so easygoing with everything and have let us do this and get to be a part of this with us. I mean, it really could be a lonely existence. And I mean, I mean, based on the song, sometimes you want to be alone. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I really love having them here and. Being able to do all this with my whole family, my sister, my parents, it's, it's the best. Is it hard to get alone time in this new life of yours? Um, yes, but like we have, we've made it, like we have our weekends off, like that's a time where we can just like be by ourselves, have chill days. It's kind of like a school week, like we work during the weeks and then um, on the weekends we have our time to ourselves, which is nice. Can you describe a typical workday now that music has become a, I'm assuming, a priority? I mean, I've done a lot of research on how serious you're taking this, this art form, mm -hmm. and this is, this is your path. So what does a typical day look like? So I wake up at 8 a.m. every day, kind of on accident, just because like, I sleep with my shades open, so I wake up early. So like I wake up when the sun comes up and then I usually random Zoom meetings, family meetings. I mean, we're, we're not really leaving the house that much because there's nothing going on. But then I will go into the studio some nights or recording some online event, something like that. Photo shoots, kind of a random. Every day is different. No day is the same, but I enjoy everything. What do you want your day to consist of? If you could control every day, every workday, what would be the focus? I think I really love recording music and I really love photo shoots. So if that's all I could do, that'd be awesome. So in that is like not like shooting random TikToks, which by the way, your TikToks seem super, don't take this as like an insult. Like they kind of seem easy and just very you, you know what I mean? Like I don't even consider that as a part of work because I just do fun videos like whenever there's not like we don't have people are like their managers make them post this many times a day I'm like no I just post whatever and whenever I want because that's how I started and that's how I want to continue it being so that's really just like a fun social media hobby not a priority in life I mean obviously 
obviously it's a priority because that's where all my followers are, but I just continue giving them the same content I've always had. And I think that's why I still like people still support me and like what I post because I haven't changed. I haven't like tried to show off or like change my content. So, okay. Who are you? Because I've heard you say that before that they like you because you're just being yourself and that's what it seems. But at the same time, who is Dixie D'Amelio? <laughs> I don't really know like how I would describe myself, but I am just a teenager who just got out of high school and like had all those crazy experiences, but now experiencing life and being a teenager in front of so many eyes, um, I feel like I'm very mature, but also I don't think anyone is trained or knows how to handle all these situations. So like growing up every day and having to handle something new that I never thought would come into my life is crazy. But did you have expectations the first time you posted on TikTok? No, not at all. Like my, when I first started posting, I posted um, when my sister hit one million. That's when I first started posting. And I kind of just like, I mean, I was still making fun of her about it because I just thought TikTok was so like, oh, who does TikTok? Everyone kind of was against it. And then once she started growing is when everyone was like, wait, TikTok is cool. Everyone started getting on it. All my friends got on it. And I was like, okay, I can post now without like being nervous about it. Being judged. Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel like at this point in your life, you could pull the plug on this thing if you wanted to? We've had this conversation with my family a bunch of times. Like, if we're not happy, we don't want to be doing this. And I wouldn't be unhappy if everything went away. But I also, like, I'm very happy and content with how my life is. But I could also be happy and content if my life went completely back to normal. Would you, because you talk about, when I ask you who you are, you're just a human being trying to grow up with a bunch of eyes on you. Like, if if you could get rid of the eyes, would you get rid of the eyes? Or do you feel like you're starting to, un like, I, I don't know. Like, do you feel obligated to share everything? Um, definitely not. There's definitely, I do have private parts of my life that I don't put on the internet, but I like sharing my experiences with people because um, being able to relate to young kids and have them who are going through something have someone to look up to, I find is really important. So I love being able to use my platform as a way to um, help and talk to kids and talk to um, people my age or anyone who asks me questions about school. Like I love answering those types of questions and giving my advice for someone who like lived through all that. And if I didn't have a platform, I couldn't be able to do that. So yeah, you can help a lot of people out. And do you feel like you've learned, like, what have you learned from all of this since the beginning? Because the beginning has been, would you say a year ago, year and a half ago? Not even a year for me. So, so <laughs> but you must have also learned stuff by watching your sister, right? For the first few months. Yeah, I've like, I think one of the biggest things is just always check up on yourself first. Because, I mean, there's some things that still haven't hit me, like, I dropped a whole remix with Black Bear and Lil Mosey, and I don't think it's even hit me yet that that has happened. Um, sorry, my dogs are barking in the back. But, like, there's just so many things. 
Okay, we're good. I have four dogs, so it's, <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Um, no, what I was saying was just, I haven't been able to process any part of this experience. I mean, during quarantine, it was very, like, helpful because we were so nonstop. So having, like, the months at home to just sit down and, like, look it back at all my memories because I was, like, obviously making videos and taking pictures along the way. So like looking at the timeline of how things happen and trying to put things like into place, like how was it then? What, what did I do this day? Was crazy. Well, because it, it does become like a whirlwind that you just kind of give into. Mm-hmm. Definitely. How nervous were you to release music for the first time? Cause the internet has a lot to say about everything. I was extremely nervous. Um, the first singing video I posted, I didn't actually post myself because I was so nervous. I had my friend post it for me. And I was just like, take my phone, do it, because um, my team was like, come on, post it like you should, like you'll be fine. I just, I couldn't. So I had my friend post it and then I turned my phone off and then checked the comments the next day and everyone was commenting on it, like all very, very positive stuff. And I was like, all right, I can do this. I'm not awful, so I could start there. <laughs> and then um, once I released a song, like I just kept getting positive reaction. Obviously, there's a negative side to every single thing you do, but there was a lot more positive than negative, which was nice. Zach Sang Show. I got to hit pause real quick to tell you about ZQuil's Pure Z's All Night Bi Layer Tablet. It helps you fall asleep and regulate your sleep cycle so you can take on your tomorrow. Designed with extended-release melatonin that slowly releases up to six hours to help you fall asleep and stay asleep longer through the night. ZQuil Pure Z's Botanical Blend is made with lavender, chamomile, valerian root, and lemon balm botanicals, which have all been used for centuries. ZQuil Pure Z's all-night simple tablets with simple ingredients that are 100% drug-free and non-habit-forming. Zach Sang Show. You've been singing a while, right? Yes, I grew up singing and doing um, theater, like, in my town. So I've always done it and really enjoyed it. But once I got to high school, I kind of focused more on sports. So I put that aside for a little bit. And now once I started um, TikTok and both my managers were in the music business, I kind of was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. See what I can do. So what do you sing for the first time after all those years? Like, how do you, uh, I don't know, (laughs) work out the old vocal cords and get them moving again? I kind of just jumped into the studio like um, my manager played me songs and was like do you like this one do you like this one be happy I think was the first song he sent to me and I listened to it I was like okay I have no idea what I'm doing but okay sure I like that what do you mean like do I like this song yeah I like it I don't know <laughs> so I was like all right and I got into the studio I don't think I took my hands out of my pockets the entire time or like looked up but um it was really fun, and then I just got more and more comfortable each time I went. And then, yeah, it's kind of how it all came together. I mean, a song like that is very honest. The lyrics are very open, and you, how do you process the song at first? Like, is it, do you think from the first listen that these could be lyrics that you feel comfortable embodying? I mean, I fell in love with the song because I related to it personally. And this was like months before or like 
a month before quarantine started or anything, and I loved the song. And then once we got home and we were stuck in quarantine, I loved it even more just because it related to everyone. And then I was like, okay, I'll record it. My dad was like, um, he was just like, you need to do it. Come on, like relax, you can do it. Trying to just like motivate me because I was so nervous, but it all worked out. <laughs> What is fueling those nerves? Is it a fear to showcase your voice? Is it a fear to showcase a vulnerable story? I think it's a mix of both, like sharing emotion and not wanting to be bashed on feelings, but also sharing something. Like, I feel when someone puts a passion out there, you don't want to be judged for something you love doing because then it's hard to continue to love it. So I think that's what, where my main nerves were from. Do you feel like you've showcased your passions to the public before releasing a song? Not at all. Not until the song was complete and I posted like a snippet of me singing the song. I don't think anyone ever really knew I ever sang. It's pretty wild. It was very scary. (laughs) But also very cool because like, would this have been something you would have ever pursued if Charlie didn't get on TikTok and then you didn't get on TikTok, do you ever think about taking it seriously before the social media thing took off? I definitely did when I was younger, but I kind of closed that chapter in my life. I was very, I'm very, like before social media, I did a lot of modeling and that's kind of where I thought I would end up going. And I closed the chapter on music once I started doing sports and in high school and I didn't really have time. Like the most I could do was like choir in school. And I was just like, wasn't really feeling it. I didn't um, like love being in that big group of people singing. So I was like, okay, whatever. I had my time. I did, I was like part of a vocal music group um, in my town and all that so I just kind of dropped all of it and never thought I would go back which is crazy that I'm doing it all again kind of meant to be and the record's great thank you so much so how the remix happened how did Black Bear and Lil Mosey get on it so I'm actually I've been friends with Lil Mosey for a couple months now and like he was telling me to get into music and we were just like um talking a lot he was like showing me his music and I like told him I like singing. He was like, dude, like show me something. I was like, I have nothing. I don't know. Can't sing, whatever. And then I released a song and he texted me. He was like, this is really good, blah, blah, blah. And then I saw him a bunch of times after. And I think one night I was like, yo, you should um, like be in the remix to my song. Cause I had um, the beat for the remix. And he was like, yeah. So I went in the studio with him one day and he just recorded it. And I was like, what am I doing? This is insane. Also, fun fact, the last concert I went to was at Rolling Loud and I saw Lil Mosey perform last year. So crazy, like being in the studio with him, him recording on my song and going from a year ago, I was at his concert, like as a fan, which is insane. (laughs) And um, when that was done, I got a DM from Black Bear and he was like, I'm so excited to be on the song. And I was like, huh what do you like I was I didn't hear anything about no one told me and then I texted my team I was like is Blackbeard going to be on my song they're like yeah I was like can I hear it they said no (laughs) so it was kind of a surprise until we were all together and like um we did a big play like on a zoom call and yeah that's kind of how it all happened 
why won't why didn't your team tell you that black bear was going to be on a song i think it was just there's so much going on and so many because i just um went signed with hitco and it was kind of everything was overlapping and it was all like a surprise slash i was trying to work with mosey and i kind of threw that in there but it was it worked out so perfectly and i was so happy I mean, to have two artists like that on your first record, at what point do you, your nerves dissipate and does it get easier at all to get back into the studio and to write another record? Oh, yeah. It's like I'm so much more comfortable going in now and I just I have a lot of support from people who I've looked up to for a very long time, which means a lot. And the people I'm working with are so kind and helpful and... It's, it's gotten a lot easier. I'm a lot less nervous about <laughs> singing. What do, you, what do you learn about yourself from successfully making not just one record, but two? Um, I just, I don't really know what I learn per se, more just like growing with the experiences because I, again, life is moving so fast. I barely had a second to look back on the first track releasing and all that. I just kind of released it and went with it and then we continued and then um, now we're here. And I'm just so happy and I just want to live in the moment and not like, I have goals for the future, but at the same time, I want to enjoy the time now because again, everything could end tomorrow. Do you really feel that way? A hundred percent. Why? Why do you feel like your career is fleeting? No, not fleeting at all. I mean, like, I just live in the moment because I feel if I'm always looking for, um, like, I think if I'm always looking for the next thing, I'm going to miss all this time. Like, my life is already moving so fast. I have long-term goals, but I can't, I also want to be here and present because, that's just how I don't want to miss anything. Totally. And, and by the way, like it's a balance, right? Like focusing on the future while really staying grounded in the moment so you can enjoy everything while understanding the road ahead. It's mm-hmm. hard, but like in th- that like stuff comes with age and life and you're still yeah. a wee babe. <laughs> <laughs> but if you were to look five years in the future, where do you want your music career to go? Uh, I hate this question. I'm um, sure you do. <laughs> Uh, I really don't know. I don't, I never thought I would be in the position that I am and have these opportunities. So I don't know where I want to go. I don't, I mean, I love, I'm very competitive and I love being the best at what I do. So if that could answer your question, I just want to be the best that I can be. And yeah, that's pretty much it. But what are the tangible signs of success or that you're being the best that you can be um i think just a mix of being happy and like making sure i just want to be a good person at the end of the day so if i'm doing what i can and enjoying if i'm doing music enjoying what i put out other people are enjoying it and i'm also how still supporting and getting support by the people around me that's kind of all i want how many songs are you currently sitting on right now? I have a couple. I have two right now and still just recording. I go a few times a week just to record some more songs. Have you dove into the writing process at all? Do you come up with 
concepts for songs? Do you meet with writers? What's the deal? Not yet, but I, I'm trying to still figure out the style of music I want to do because I do love pop music a lot, but I also really love like slow piano music and kind of more emotional. So I'm trying to find out what I like, what my audience likes and that, but I definitely want to start writing my own music at some point. Sweet. And uh, by the way, to that, all I can say, and a lot of people don't believe it, but like, I believe pop music should be made up of all different sounds. So never feel like, you know, you have to confine to one thing. One formula isn't pop. Pop is, pop should take from all different types of music. It's whatever's popular. So, you know, shouldn't be one formula to, to pop ever. So if you want to sit behind a piano and wail, it could still be a pop record, you know? Yeah. Or if you want to rap, could still be a pop record. Whatever, whatever is in your heart, let it out. Dixie, have you gotten used to like the paparazzi and everything? Because I, I know it's still new, but they follow you everywhere you go. I was just talking to my sister about that today. Um, how, I don't know we, how we all got, like every influencer got so good at answering questions so fast. Like it's scary. We flashing lights and a bunch of people asking you a bunch of different questions about personal life and drama and relationships and other people's relationships. It's very scary because sometimes I really don't know, but like an answer to a question. And then I feel like I come off, Oh, I'm being suspicious about something. I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) And I'm just like after dinner, but it's very weird, very weird to have like people who want to watch and want to know like these things about me. Yeah. Well, I I did notice a very common answer is, we're just friends. No matter what you're talking about, everybody just says, we're just, we're just friends. Yeah. I mean, everyone is just friends. Like, I feel like people think we're hiding things more than we are, but for the most part, everything is kind of, I mean, we post everything. All we do all day is post, but, and then people get mad at that. They're like, no, you're lying. I'm like, no, I swear. <laughs> the question I have then is why if, if, if you want to avoid it, maybe you don't want to avoid it, but why do you guys go to the same three restaurants every single night? You make, you, you not you in particular, but you've ruined Saddle Ranch for me. I don't like David, start with David Dobrik, F him. Uh, Saddle Ranch has been forever ruined for me. And there's just little kids just, just staking out the place 24-7. I no longer go there. I need to find a new place. I have nowhere else to go. But yeah, I... Agree. I mean, now I think it's like two or three restaurants. I found one restaurant and then I like put on my story of the dessert. And by the time we were walking out, there was like already five paparazzi there. I was like, oh my gosh, dang it. But yeah. (laughs) I mean, there, do you ever wonder why you, why your sister, why your dad, why your mom? Like, what is it, like, why? Every day, I'm like, what the heck? Like, I'm supposed to be, I was supposed to be in college right now. Like, a year ago, I was playing field hockey, getting ready for practice. Like, I look at my Snapchat memories, because it does, like, the one year ago today. I'm like, I was on a bus going to a field hockey game a year ago. What the heck just happened? Like, how my whole life turned, and us, like, as a family, living in LA now, never thought that would happen. I was, because I looked at schools out in LA, I was like, I hate LA, I never wanna live there. 
It's crazy how people come to Los Angeles to become famous and successful, and you guys have just taken over the entire city, and you didn't even plan on it. It's insane. I think about that a lot, though, because I'm like, Charlie, I've always thought Charlie is just such an amazing dancer, and I've always seen, like, just something different in her, and now, like, everyone sees it. I'm just so proud of her, which has been great to watch her. And you got to give yourself some credit, too. Oh, thanks. <laughs> it is wild. And, and I guess the, the answer to the why you is that there was something special in Charlie and that obviously has trickled over into all of y'all and people feel a connection. Is that, is that the right way to put the relationship between those who watch you and enjoy you on the screen? Yeah, and also just we're normal. And you could tell through, even though they're only 15-second videos, we would do videos with our rooms a mess in the background or in pajamas and our hair not like put together. And people just felt like they were living lives with us because we were doing the same things as they were. I mean, we started by making TikToks in school as everyone else was in school. So I think people seeing that we were just normal kids who were just living their lives and had this crazy opportunity to be where we are, it kind of shows like anything's possible and we're so lucky to be where we are. And I'm so thankful for everyone like who supports and helped us get here. What are you afraid of? Uh, nothing. <laughs> I don't have really anything. I have no fears because I feel like there's not really a reason to. You're not afraid of anything. Okay. Except for like ceiling fans, but like, that's not like a real fear. I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> If you want an answer on that one, yeah, that's it. <laughs> you, you have a phobia of ceiling fans. Yeah, they just freak me out. And not like they're going to fall on me. I don't know. I'm just not a fan. Of the ceiling fan. Yes. <laughs> Dixie, when it comes to all the things you're doing now, where does YouTube rank in that? Because when I watch your videos or you and other people's videos, I can't tell if you're having a good time or not. I can't tell if you're loving it. I think that's just your personality, though. I can never tell if you're having a great time if you're not if you're uninterested if you're loving it i love youtube and i know i like i have such a monotone voice that sometimes it comes off as uninterested but everything i do i love youtube is probably one of my favorite things to be doing and i kind of forget that that's a social media but no i love it and it's been so much fun being able to try all these new things and kind of like show my personality longer than a tiktok and do 10 minute videos so no, I do love it. So. Uh, no, I, I was going to say quickly, I heard you describing in that most recent one with your family, uh, cr crispy versus crunchy. What, what were you guys? Uh, okay, so I don't know where this came from. I missed the first conversation, but we have, there's fluid vibes and then crispy vibes. So fluid vibes are bad vibes, but crispy vibes are good vibes. I don't get that. I don't either. I'm like, Charlie made it up. I, I thought it was dumb. And then I said crunchy. <laughs> worse than crispy but it would be better because it's good i miss the main conversation and now it's just very confusing what, what do you think like a fluid vibe is a positive vibe because it goes with the flow harley said fluid is bad because it's heavy fluid like water's heavy on you so that's like bad vibes okay. i get it, but that's just wouldn't be my first <laughs> no but what is crispy crispy is supposed to be light it's airy mm -hmm. 
Okay. I mean, here's the thing. I get it, but I don't agree with Charlie at all. I don't either. I really don't. Okay. Uh, By the way, did you hurt your foot? Oh, yeah. So here's what happened. I was playing soccer with my friend, and I kicked his shin. What? No, it gets worse. And then I fall to the ground, go to stand up, and I step on a bee. Oh, no. And then, so my whole foot was bruised, and I was, like, off my foot. I was on crutches for a day, and then when I got home, I got a boot, because we were at the, uh, we were staying, like, at a house in Malibu, and then when I got home, I got a boot. I got x-ray. It was sprained, and then for some reason, once I started walking on the boot, this is my, what I'm guessing, the poison or whatever from the bee sting, like, went in my foot, and then I started getting, like, a weird thing, like, my foot, my toes, like, blew up. Yeah, so <laughs> it's a lot better now, but it was a crazy week. Well, I, I'm so sorry for your toes and for your feet, and I guess for the person's shin that you kicked. He was like, I didn't even get a bruise. I was like, I know, well, I did. <laughs> you didn't feel your measly kick. <laughs> oh, wait, and then, that's right, you were wearing a boot, and then you were wearing one of your $30,000 shoes. Wait, you have a pair of $30,000 shoes? As a birthday present, Charlie got me the Dior Jordans. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, if I could only wear one shoe, I want to make it a good shoe. That yeah. was my thinking. $15,000 on one foot. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how you ever put those things on and walk out of the house. I would never be able to, to ruin them. See, I thought that, but then at the same time... <sighs> They're there to be worn. Obviously, I'll be very careful. I, like, spray them, so, like, they're still in perfect condition. But I was terrified. I didn't put them on until, like, two weeks ago for the first time. And I got them on my birthday in August. Wow. <laughs> Do your, does your dad approve of a purchase like that? I mean, it is Charlie's money, right? <laughs> he, we make our own money, so he's very, like, he wants us to, we don't spend our money on anything. Like, it's just, we never have, it's just kind of like, I don't need possession. So that was kind of like the biggest gift I've ever, ever gotten. And, like, it cost more than my first car I had, which I was like, oh, my God. But I'm so thankful. I just, I would like to give back a lot, and that's kind of where a lot of our money goes. And just, obviously, necessities. We don't really, like splurging on random things that i hey th- by the way to your money you do with you do with what you want including thirty thousand dollar dior air jordans wow that's wild i didn't even know those existed how, <laughs> many, how many pairs in the world exist it actually says the number on the shoe i think it's like three thousand five hundred wow so that's really an appreciating asset so if you keep those in good shape and you, one day you leave those to your kids and they they yeah. got them for a, a buck fifty. <laughs> that actually be crazy. Yeah, that's art. I you know, I think about that all the time. You know, we, we don't get paid in cash for our jobs. I think about in uh, eventually having timeless moments in culture history that we can sell, so my kid can one day go to college because I will never be able to afford it. <laughs> but there's a weirdo out there that'll buy our pillows that were on our couch. Um, what are well, you thinking, Dan? I have a question. You keep mentioning the possibility of, you know, maybe all of this going away eventually. 
but do you think all of the drama in the TikTok world is important to kind of keep it going longer and keeping your names out there and all the other TikTokers? I feel like some people, all the some people do think that way, but honestly, for a long time, we were, um, like when we were just home in Connecticut, we didn't know anyone. So we weren't like in this relationship drama back and forth, like with people. So some people do like, I've had people say to me like, um, oh, I'm gonna do this to get on a T page. And I, when I see it, I'm on a T page, I'm like, oh my gosh, no, please not today. Like, it's not something that I want to be happening. It's more, I don't think of it as a way to like stay relevant i feel like some people do but i'd rather just not <laughs> i feel like some people may try to bring you in to be associated with you because they know the views you get because let's be real you get put on one of those t pages it's getting half a million views in 24 hours yeah but, but i mean <laughs> yeah it happens well what i don't like is that dan i think you're right probably people try to do that and i think y'all are out here just trying to live your life normally or as normal as possible and when you live normal lives they, they are slightly dramatic because the normal teenage existence is not a drama-free existence do you get what i'm saying i mean we're just living like you're just trying to exist it's just like if you were a high schooler and it was like yeah. an announcement are you dating this person in front of the whole school so like you just have to put yourself in that position, like how awful that would be. But now there's millions of people and it's like, oh, eh, it's fine. <laughs> Fletcher's not lying. When Fletcher says the fans want to know, the fans, that's what the fans want to know. Yeah, he's a really cool guy though. I love him. <laughs> so when you see him, do you expect to be asked questions you don't want to answer? Or do you not care about answering Is the questions the you're asking? Is this Hollywood fix guy? Yes. Yeah. He doesn't really, like, if you say you don't want to answer, he'll, like, stop and kind of relax. Or if you're, like, not tonight, he chills out. Like, he's very respectful, so I really appreciate him. Wow. Look at that. That should be our new calling, Dan. We got to get out there. We got we to gotta get into that paparazzi question ambush lifestyle. There's so Yo, I've seen people are trying to now mimic what he's doing. And I also saw his numbers, how fast they rose when he just left regular celebrities behind and moved on to social media stars. The numbers shot up. He knows what he's doing. It's very smart. Very. Dude, I think if this is the right Felix, is he like a big dude? It's, it's Fletcher. Fletcher? What's, ugh, there's another paparazzi guy that I remember from a long time ago. Felix, I think I've heard of him. Dude, I think, yeah, and he's in New York, but I didn't know if he made his way to the West Coast. I don't know. Uh, yeah, but the best is with these videos, sometimes he'll make the headline, Charlie talks Griffin, Bryce, and Addison, and then you watch the video and she doesn't answer any of the questions. It's just him <laughs> shouting these names. He's saying the names. She's not saying anything, but it's still getting 700,000 views. <laughs> well, I guess that's all it takes. That's all it takes these days. I got to watch these things. <laughs> you hate it. You hate it. He <laughs> hates it. And rightfully so. Um, honestly, your music is really superb and I look forward to more. I'm hungry for more. Do you, do you have a timeline in your head that you want to stick to? Um, not direct dates, but I know, I just want to like keep going. I'm very like a fast paced person. So I like, I don't want things to just like, sometimes they're like, let's sit on this for a day. I'm like, let's keep going. Like I want to do more and create more stuff. So I think we're moving pretty fast with everything, but I don't have exact dates on when anything will be released. Dixie <laughs> D'Amelio, be happy. Black Bear, Lil Mosey, 
what a combination what a what a triple threat on that record it is worth your ear uh final thoughts daniel do you have any i just had one question was there a meme going around when be happy came out about like justice is that what it was there was a couple memes about it um the song this word but in the song came out really weird because it was low and then it went straight into the word sometimes so it sounded like mice or whatever. So that became a meme. And then everyone was saying it sounded like a song that would be played in Justice. And then someone posted a video of the song playing in Justice. So that got a lot of attention. But I just roll with it. I think I love um, humor and that's kind of what I see on TikTok. And I, I was like, I thought it was hilarious, so. I think having your song played in Justice is a success. I think so as well. <laughs> Dude, it's a part of culture. It's woven into our everyday lives. And the fact that it's used in memes, great. Do it. Spread it. That's new people who haven't listened to, uh, you know, be happy. Now they're going to listen. <laughs> yes. Dixie D'Amelio, I hope to hear an album and an EP and more music from you soon, dude. Thank you so much. Definitely. Uh, Sending you a lot of love and appreciation. And any other thoughts, Dan? No, I think we covered it all, covered a lot. Uh, yeah, we have. I mean, we have, we've gotten through this whole conversation by not but, mentioning Griffin Johnson's name. Or Noah Beck. But you know what? I no. will say, Dixie has only been doing this for a year, but we could talk to you for hours and not even cover it all. That's how much you've done and gone through in 365 days. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, yeah. I don't even like think about all the little things, but every single day could be an hour conversation about exactly what happened. It's a lot, but it's fun. It is wild. And you should know something. Neither one of those human beings were worthy of you. So uh, I'm sending you a lot of appreciation and love and your relationship with them on your end was charity work. Uh, <laughs> I'm, sure I'm sure they're nice guys. Dude, we know them. We know one of them. I know one, but whatever. I know you now. You're way cooler. So. <laughs> Thank you so much. Jesus, yeah, you have way, way cooler energy in one strand of hair than that Noah, whatever, whatever his name is, than he can have in his whole life. Thank you so much. I really appreciate talking to you guys. Yo, sending you a lot of love, and please come back and hang out, and hopefully next time it's in person. And yeah, I, I, I've been listening to your record every day. It's been on my personal playlist. So yeah, thank you for sharing the story. I appreciate it. Bye, guys. Bye, Peter. This podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.